Hola, hello, bonjour, ciao, sveiki. All of these are different ways of saying hello. And all of these languages are spoken at Arcos, a European university alliance that brings together seven universities spread across Europe. Bergen, Granada, Graz, Leipzig, Lyon, Padua and Vilnius together are Arcos. This is the Arcos podcast. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills, hosted by Gerhild Leliak and Pietro Osti. Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of Arcus Knowledge Pills, our podcast of the Arcus University Alliance. My name is Gerhild Deliak and I say hello to my colleague. Hello, Pietro. Hello, Gerhild. Hello. <laughs> Thank you all the listeners to be here with us another time. Uh, we have another interesting topic as we used to. <laughs> it's like a, a good tradition, let's say now. And uh, it's uh, Dominic Becher from uh, Leipzig University. Hello, Dominic. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. We are very happy to, uh, to welcome you on our podcast. And uh, we would like to ask to introduce yourself briefly in the beginning. Um, we can already say that you work uh, at the Leipzig University's Children's University. So maybe you explain uh, to us a little bit uh, what you do exactly there. Okay, so to myself, um, I'm born in Leipzig. I have lived and worked in uh, various places, uh, perhaps uh, Scotland and Argentina uh, are the most important of them. And well, Leipzig is a wonderful town. I can back here to the center of my life for me and my family. Um, I've got a PhD in English literature. Children's literature was uh, the topic uh, and still is uh, my the topic of my heart and my speciality. And it combines quite well with the children's university as well. Um, yes, I'm working at Leipzig University. It's a bit difficult uh, between all the faculties and uh, university administration, public relations, um, and really an in-between state because my job is to organize public uh, lecture series um, in the field of general yeah. studies, uh, children's university, and also youth science. Okay, thanks. And uh, the lectures you mentioned are... Um are prepared, let's say, uh, for uh, children that are between uh, 8 and 12 years old. And so why this particular age is important, uh, in your opinion, and uh, what's the idea behind this uh, initiative? Well, children's university are very popular in Germany. I think also in, in the other other countries, as we, we have seen. Yeah, the, the age group for is basically at the transition of primary school and higher education. That is where we want to kind of inspire and also get uh, the first contact with uh, academics because it's kind of a decisive point in, in the educational career of uh, children. And that is where we come in. Also, well, the concept of the whole thing is, is, is quite valuable as a public relations concept for any kind of institution. Um, the outreach is enormous. The reception is very positive and warm-hearted from a perspective of, of 
PR. So this is also very, a very rich area of work and a very thankful area of work for everybody who's participating in this. Uh, thank you for outlining uh, a little bit about uh, your work. Well, let's just uh, jump into uh, the near future. Can you name a few topics that you um, have already in mind to, to uh, plan for the summer term? This summer term is going to be still sort of under the impression of the corona pandemic. Um, how do you um, choose your topics during this time uh, or does it not uh, affect uh, your planning at all? Um, this grows organically uh, from our context, from the topics which, I, which we work uh, in. It's not too different um, in terms of content. Um, that's also one thing. For Children's University, it's much more important the personalities uh, and the possibilities of presentation. Then uh, we do not have a curriculum which is fixed. We do not uh, orientate. We just want to uh, present all the different uh, areas of studies and disciplines which we have at Leipzig University and beyond that. So um, we are very free uh, in the choice of content. What we have been, what has been growing just uh, in, in the last few weeks, uh, is a, a seminar or a project actually, which would be philosophy for children or philosophy with children. That's one thing which were, we were inspired because it didn't work out in another context, and we said, oh, let's do it uh, next uh, next term. I'm quite enthusiastic about this. Another thing uh, which is uh, in the pipeline is a series of lectures or seminars about the basics of economy because we feel uh, there's a need. There's a kind of an additional um, subject for uh, primary school which is not really touched upon in school and so it's a, a, a challenge and to uh, do this in cooperation perhaps with the television um, or other forms of media. And I'm personally um, supporting the climate movement. Um, so I'm very interested in this uh, area. And um, we will have, we will continue to work uh, with, the, with children, with the students for future, with the Fridays for future, with the movement. It's where the young generation depends on science, is hungry for science. They need the facts, they need the solutions. It's a picture that involves a lot of uh, passion also. Uh, Dominic, I want to maybe ask the, the most asked questions because uh, I think everybody wants to uh, know about these uh, feelings and this, um, the feedbacks you have uh, from the audience because working with kids, it uh, can be, I, I can imagine, we can imagine uh, stimulating, but also maybe thought, tough a little bit uh, in some ways. So what is your experience? What are your feelings about... Uh... Well, as I said, it is very rewarding for everybody who participates uh, in children's university in preparation or in the actual lecture, obviously attending the lecture as well. The feedback is um, overwhelmingly positive, um, even if it doesn't work out. We have the, the really the standard format, which we do is a massive lecture in the auditorium maximum. For example, with an environmental lecture, this wasn't even enough to get everybody in there. And you can imagine what a challenge it is to uh, present there. And you can imagine that at times it doesn't work out as well. 
but um, it's not the goal. But actually, I do enjoy the occasional lecture, which is really loud and chaotic. It, it brings life to the orderly structure of university to fill these kind of honorable, venerable halls with laughter and cheers and running. And also, there are certain kinds of professors uh, who would never be criticized, but sometimes a professor might, might get a feedback in which no student ever <laughs> would do. And well, that is an experience which might also be a wake-up call and a gift actually uh, to uh, the quality of teaching or obviously if the professor and if, if they uh, have worked hard for these 35 or 40 minutes of lecture and everything went well and you have the smiling faces then the professor is kind of floating it's kind of a lot of adrenaline it's uh, like a it's like a little rock concert in the, in the yeah, words you are you describing so Every time, yeah, maybe a, a good band or a good singer can adapt to the. Obviously, to it hasn't been so for the last year, but um, we will come back to this kind of format eventually. Yeah, uh, coming back to this form is definitely something that we all <laughs> wish for. Um, but now we would like to talk about a new project um, that has been going on. Uh, it's called Kinder Uni Goes Homeschooling. So, what is this about exactly? You have to know about the German, well, public television uh, landscape. Um, there was, it's really a, a very varied landscape. We have lots of channels, lots of programs uh, which do educational content, um, but there was no school television format. But public television was, is very eager to uh, fulfill their role to help uh, in the homeschooling efforts, which we all have to kind of undertake right now. And that was the point where actually a call at the right moment to the science channel uh, of the local uh, TV station connected uh, just the right bits and we had uh, it's actually running we have uh, every day at 11 o'clock one hour of science television yeah that is kind of uh, streaming live streaming uh, every day yeah of course like we can imagine it's a little bit difficult to get the attention because we are always seeing a screen listening to something or it is a great opportunity to work with the public television, which uh, which has this the distributional power to actually reach people. So we had the first lecture in one day had 10,000 views on, on the YouTube channel, which is quite uh, a privilege to, to work with uh, the professionals. Also, it is beyond our normal possibilities to have like a camera team of four people, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. live direction, uh, live chat, and, and all the, the technology and knowledge behind this. So I'm really glad about this opportunity. Yeah, you, you set a, a good high standard. So let's, let's, go, let's, let's go for it. Uh, another question we had in mind about this uh, um, Kinder Uni. It's about uh, the universities themselves. Let's say uh, universities are always trying to get uh, more students to open more fields of research or something like that. Opening university to children's maybe like a little metaphor, but uh, 
do you think this can work and how universities can do this thing uh, well? I, I do not tackle the problem from a, uh, or the question from a standpoint of a public relation or the, the acquisition of future students because at the age of end, uh, uh, eight to 12, how will you bind them to one institution? It's, so the idea is much wider than that. And this shows also in many cooperations we had, we have with other uh, institutions uh, of scientific investigation, also the other universities in higher education in Leipzig. Um, you're quite open uh, to have such events together uh, to organize. Um, and in this context, we're working all together and this is an effort to create um, a positive connection with science studying on a very much uh, general level. For me, this is kind of also philosophically thinking, you know, uh, studying in science is, is about progress, furthering knowledge and working for the future. It's at the heart of science, no matter what topic. And then there is a natural connection because if you work for the future, then you have to connect to the future generation and, so to speak, uh, at, from the start on uh, ignite the fascination and enthusiasm for the, the whole science project as a human project. So I approach it from this perspective, uh, which is quite privileged actually because you can cross institutional barriers you can easily cooperate with other institutions which normally compete for funding or position or whatever in the context you know if you do it for the children you you don't have these barriers and it is a really an idealistic kind of uh, work well, that brings us actually to uh, the last question we have for you. <laughs> and this is maybe the most important one uh, for teachers listening or scientists uh, listening to this podcast. Um, you talked about igniting uh, enthusiasm. Um, but how do you actually do that? If you're a researcher and you want to hold a lecture for this particular audience, for a young audience, how do you do that successfully? And maybe you can give uh, your three most important uh, tips? It depends on, in the first place, on the personality uh, of the lecturer. Be authentic, be true to your personality. That is uh, the one thing which carries the whole event or the whole presentation. Then do a lot of preparation. Uh, lecturers, professors who come to us, it's really easy to find uh, lecturers for this kind of project. Um, they put a lot of effort and heart in it. Uh, if it's 30 minute, minutes, the people uh, um, will work two days uh, approximately to prepare those 30 minutes. So be extra prepared. Put everything in it, every thought and preparation which you can. Uh, that's, that's, uh, and bring everything uh, which you can touch and show and present. And well, so this would be narratively show, don't tell, have a narrative to your talk uh, in, uh, as a keyword. And well, speak about your favorite topic. 
that's also my if if this uh, affects your real life so i i do have a high esteem um of scientists for example sci uh, scientists for future which do study climate change which do study small particles and details of clouds but in the end they uh private in their private life are also active uh in the climate movement for example so if you have this connection from your field of study to the re reality of life and if this is a reality which is you share with children and we have two points of connecting them then you can have this connection in lecture hall and everybody will understand each other and uh, be interested thank you very much dominic i feel like uh, i want to be at primary school again to get to, to me too <laughs> To get to one of these lectures, I think it's a very, very, very good tool to to give the children a wide vision of what they could be, become, and uh, get interested to. And thank you very much for your time. I don't know, Garrett, if you want to sign up with the elementary school too, we can do it together in Leipzig. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's go to Leipzig to school together. <laughs> thank you, Dominic, very much uh, for your time and for answering uh, our questions. And all the best uh, to you. Well, thank you for having me and uh, all the best. I hope I could kind of uh, bring across the fascination of this work of field, field of work. So all you who listen at your institutions in Europe, support your children's university. Have you taken your knowledge pill of the day? Be aware that possible side effects include broader perspectives, deeper insights, and an increase in your personal state of knowledge. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills. To learn more about the Alliance and its activities, please visit arcos-alliance.eu.